eyes And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble on the drum. Beat out old trouble on the drum. Beat out old trouble on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick old trouble out the door, kick him 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 out the door. Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. The, pro- the program is produced by Kelly Whitworth, who takes all the photos organises the guests, does the technical stuff, and I do the chatting as the show pony here on Radical Australia. How are you, young Kelly? I was good before you started getting up my bum and hurrying me along and organising Well, we things. are late. We are late. But that's Kate and Susie's no, fault because no, they no, played a bad the producer, record too long. A bad producer always, you know, blames the other side. They are blameless. It's all your fault. Percy Rogers, how are you? Very well, thank you. You brought a friend with you, or is it a relative? Uh, yes, a relative, a, a brother-in-law. Does he have a name? Roger. <laughs> Another Roger. A, a professor of an ex-professor of physics uh-huh. from New Guinea. Had a, uh, has had a fascinating life. Ooh. Worked in New Guinea. Mm. In uh, South Australia, Queensland, mm. now in Tasmania. Did you hear that, Kelly? I did. So you'll have to sign him up for next year. All right. Done. <laughs> okay. Now, Percy, this is the third hour we're doing. When you get to 96, there's a lot of things to talk about. Our last uh, chat, you're in the Cocos Islands. Your marriage is falling apart. You've got two young sons. What happens? Well, I came back to Melbourne. I brought them back to Melbourne and decided I would look after the sons Mm -hmm. and I'd be a single dad, which I was for 10 years. When was that? That was 1980. Yes, it was unusual, but it was happening. Oh, it was happening. Mm. Uh, I regarded... Malt, uh, Rosemary Fulton as my saviour and uh, learnt how to boil water. Mm. Uh, took quite a while. Did you actually put salt in it? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't pollute anything like that. Uh, but uh, I looked after the boys. We had a few problems mm. one way and another, but they seemed to have enjoyed the time. I certainly loved it. And um, uh, then... 
Were you uh, still working as a general practitioner in uh, in yes. Brunswick at that stage? Uh, no, I COVID? wasn't. I no. had to give away obstetrics because right. uh, I couldn't leave them in the middle of the night no. and I had yes. to get breakfast for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. prior to going to school and right. all that. So uh, I couldn't uh, carry on, uh, much to my uh, sorrow, uh, obstetric- obstetrical practice. But uh, I did general practice for a while, then got a job in the state uh, education system as medical officer for the state college. The, um, then is that that's the teachers' college of the state college? Yes, it yeah, was. Right. Yeah. Uh, which was a very enjoyable time. Then uh, as the medical officer for. The, uh, the staff at the Royal Women's Hospital, right. which was just lovely for me. Uh, I enjoyed that very much. What uh, was the main complaint when they came to see you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the main complaint was actually minor infections. Right. I didn't realise how very easy it is to pick up uh, infections, but it's Millions, hundreds go through a, a hospital mm. and the transmission of infectious disease, minor, mm. but they are very real. Yeah. Except uh, by noting an unusual occurrence, I did uncover a, a poisoning right. that was going on at the Royal Women's Hospital. Would, would you like to talk about that? Well, or can you talk about? Oh uh, yes, I, I, I can. It's all mm. over and mm-hmm. done and dusted now. Um, I noted that some of the older uh, people in the pharmacy department had been diagnosed with a condition that really much more common among uh, young adolescents, mm. and that was in the uh, infective mononucleosis. Could, could, and could, could, you, could you explain in plain gl- English? Glandular fever. Glandular fever, yep. Mm. Uh, and uh, I thought it very curious that uh, these older people would be labelled with that. Uh, you couldn't do anything about it because they were attending other doctors, but um, waited for a couple of years and they eventually came to see me and I was able then to investigate them and I found they had the most extraordinary features. First of all, only five of the 40 or 50 people working in the pharmacy were affected by this condition, Mm -hmm. of those five, all of them worked in what was a vacuum or should have been a vacuum extractor where you prepared anti-cancer drugs inside. Mm -hmm. This was rather uncommon. So I pursued it and to my astonishment, they had their immune system affected, all five of them. They had the immune system affected. They had changes in the lymphocytes and had this persisting um, increase in the number of white cells. Mm. Uh, I kept it, like gnawing at it over a couple of years and then one of the um, 
leading uh, administrative doctors suggested I was on the wrong track and it was not any contamination, yes. but rather it was a viral condition. Yeah, which was they were common. concerned about their compensation uh, bill. Uh, indeed. <laughs> and then I became convinced it was contamination and right. they were gradually being poisoned by mm. this. Mm. Um, in fact, I pursued that investigation involving someone from South Australia, uh, Alex Moray, that I, that I went through medical school with, was doing some special specialised work on lymphocytes. Because this, this, this would have been not just in that department, it would, be, it would have been in every hospital that did uh, chemotherapy. Where, but then mm. by mm. dint of foraging around and yeah. inquiring, I found that the... Vacuum extractor, the cabinet in which they prepared the cancer drugs, Mm. had been installed in particular that one because it was the cheapest. Oh, right. Mm. Uh, And that alerted me a little bit more. And uh, then I was asked by the administration of the hospital not to pursue the matter any further as the the staff were getting worried. Mm -hmm. They were very worried because uh, I found one of them drop their haemoglobin by a gram mm. in a month. In a month. That's and that significant. was yeah. quite a lot. Mm. So I investigated that and found he had a carcinoma of the second part of the duodenum. Very rare. This is... There have been six cases yeah. reported That's throughout right. the world. Very rare. And of mm. the six, three of the cases worked in cabinets where they prepared... Yeah cancer drugs. That alerted me a little bit more Uh, and so the the staff member in question, a remarkable man called George, uh, sued the hospital and uh, that put the cat among the pigeons. Mm. So he sued the hospital and the judge who was a very fair man, said he believed the evidence of uh, Dr. Rogers and the uh, surgeon I sent George to mm. and awarded George $60,000 mm. that George immediately gave to International, uh, uh, um, the um, the organisation that looks after people in jail and right, unfairly right. treated. A- Amnesty, Amnesty, Amnesty International. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Amnesty. Mm. Uh, so th- then following that, I was asked to apply for my own job, which was <laughs> <laughs> a very delicate <laughs> way of giving me the sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old were you then? Oh, I was just, uh, I think, 90, uh, no, no, uh, <laughs> 80, 84, 80, 84, 84, yeah. 84, Yeah, they decided you kind of reached you at the you end, know, didn't they? You know, young chap. Yeah, just yeah. Did you actually, did you actually publish any of this? Uh, no, I've got all the details there. Yeah. It's rather difficult to publish. It is very difficult, uh, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, mm. uh, did they get a new cabinet? <laughs> when the the people who installed it yeah. came along and said, 
What are you using this cabinet for? <laughs> oh, we're prefer- preparing uh, can- anti-cancer drugs in it. It was well, out in 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Well, Just, persistence. It pays. Persistence pays, and not to be put off by the employer. It does. <laughs> so you're, you're you're in your mid 80s. Yes. What, you're 96 now, aren't you? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, you're, you're, you're mid, count. Mid-80s, did you hang up the shingle then or did you decide... Oh, you, no, 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 well, no. What did no. you move on to? <laughs> then, oh, no. Uh, I uh, then got uh, a position in uh, a private clinic mm-hmm. uh, that uh, I unfortunately did... I. Uh, insisted that I bulk bill, as I've done all my life. I bulk billed the patients. Mm. Now, when you bulk bill patients in a private clinic, it means that everyone in the clinic has to bulk bill Mm. patients Mm. because no one is going to see anyone that they have to pay money to see if they can do it for nothing. That's right. So uh, after... uh, Getting over that minor hurdle, uh, we I bulk billed for some twelve years, right. and uh, hang stayed on, in. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. You got your figures wrong there, mate. Mid eighties. No, he meant in the decade of the eighties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. And then twelve years. Uh, I was in the practice for about twelve, 12 years, years, and they bulk bill for the whole twelve years. Yeah. What? That's a, how many doctors? We had about, I suppose, uh, nine, eight, nine doctors there. Right, Some right, coming and going. Right. Not all working full time. Mm. And they but continued, and this was in, in Coburg or? Uh, in, uh, no, uh, no, no, not in Coburg. Coburg, right. Mm. Was it north, 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 in the north Just, part of yes, Melbourne? Yes, Right. right. And what, what was it, what was it like? What was the main things that you, you, you dealt with? There, yeah, um, mainly um, infections, right? Um, uh, variety of problems. Um, uh, infections probably would I would say would be the main one. I've never believed that uh, people come along because of uh, imaginary ailments, right? Uh, I well recall, uh, and I made a habit of encouragement. I find encouragement is a great thing in practice, Mm. to encourage people either to look a a new way, to do something different, something that changes their life. I do recall a a young girl coming in to see me. She was covered, her face was covered in acne. She came along because of it and... Obviously, she was worried by what was happening and I got talking to her and found that she was uh, on the night staff of a brothel. Uh, So we had a chat about her work and Mm. I found that she loves writing. So I asked her to bring her writings in to show Mm. me, Mm -hmm. um, uh, which she did the following week and I thought she was very skilled and Mm. showed great promise. So I encouraged her to take a a writing course at uh, the uh, night school, the RMIT. She did that. He became absolutely enamoured of the writing that she was doing. 
Her, of course, her acne cleared up. That was a minor point, mm. you know, appropriate treatment. Yes. And uh, she topped the class. So she sent me a, a photo from uh, Brazil where she was over with her then boyfriend mm. where her tongue is right out. Right. She's <laughs> laughing with two tongue studs <laughs> that the, are right. obvious. Yes. As, Delighted with her life, the way it turned yes. around. Oh, um, good. And I've lost contact. contact oh, all that happens, yeah. yeah. But, but that's, so working for 12 years in a private clinic that bulk bills, what, what were the pressures like in terms of turnover of patients? Because we always hear that... I in, took no notice of You that. took no notice. So, so the owner was quite happy with you. Well, they, I found out how they made their money right. because they encouraged you to go and send all your your investigations yeah, yeah. to a particular yeah. pathology company. Yes. Uh, and when I didn't do that because I, I used one for years and I'm very fond of it, mm. uh, when I didn't do that and used another one, they sent along one of their representatives with a huge... Coles sponge cake. Right. <laughs> Coles sponge cake. <laughs> Just bought from the supermarket. Not even a, not even a mud cake from the local bakery. <laughs> no. Just a Coles sponge cake. Well, with fake cream and, and, and jam, yeah. <laughs> he offered me a slice. Yeah. I said I really didn't want one. Thank you. <laughs> and when I still refused to join his pathology company, because that's how they make That's right, money, that's the way, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he, I thought he was going to take it back. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're kind of those. They're kind of the GP factor is a, you know, it's just a loss. But as you said, you, you refer to the same providers, you know, which, which oh, yeah. used to, you know, radiology, pathology, the same specialist. The work goes but on. But what I so how come you survived for twelve years? Oh, I enjoyed the practice. No, uh, but I mean, why they keep you on? Why didn't they ask you to reapply for your own job? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like oh, the women's did. No, no, they. We got along very well. It was a very happy place. Uh, in oh, fact, good. when I left, uh, one of my patients, who was a huge chap, mm. his brother was in jail uh, <laughs> from Hell's Angels, mm. uh, and he was looking after his brother's business mm. and watering the plants yep. uh, every night. And, That's uh, right, all, the, all, the, all his azaleas, I uh, Yeah, all the azaleas, yes, <laughs> That's and right. roses. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when I left and told him I was going... Uh, he started to cry, mm. and I, I thought that was the best recommendation I've ever had as, <laughs> as a doctor. <laughs> yeah, that's big, tough luck. <laughs> yeah. I, had, <clears throat> I decided I would work, go and work among the Aborigines. This is after you finished there? Yes, after I'd finished So there. was this, was this uh, we've now reached the 21st century, or are we still in the 1990s? Uh, Oh, no, I think we're roughly around the... Right. Coming up to the 20th century. Well, 21st, century. Change of yeah. job, you know, 20th yeah, yeah. century. So, so century. Where, where did you find yourself? What I did was I worked as loca, uh, locum, locum yep. in uh, medical clinics on... Aboriginal settlements right. in the Northern Territory mm -hmm. and loved it. Right. It was very, very rewarding work. Ros, my 
partner and our wife um, came with me. She's an artist. Mm -hmm. She painted and I worked in the practice. Right. <clears throat> Uh, I was very worried about her, really, because uh, we arranged if uh, she was painting and didn't notice a buffalo coming up behind right, her. that's right. <laughs> and crocodiles and all that. But yeah. we didn't have that to worry about. No. Uh, but it was a terrific way of practising. And the, the staff of the clinics just know everything. Yeah. They know who's moved here, who's gone there. That they just know, and we'd have a meeting every morning where things would be discussed, and all the patients would be reviewed. It was just terrific. Uh, so, one, so, so <clears throat> what were the major issues you were dealing with in well, the in these clinics? What were the issues you were dealing with that you were coming across over and over again? Well, it varied. North, a lot of accident, accidents, right. a lot again, a lot of infections, but also um, a lot of uh, older people would come in with older complaints. Um, I had one chap came in uh, that I diagnosed a suspected carcinoma of the side of the face, mm. so we referred him to Darwin. And um, I came back to the clinic after uh, some months when he unfortunately w had died and um, I was asked to go and certify death. Mm -hmm. um, he, I went into this house and it was crowded with people singing in traditional Yolna uh, language mm -hmm. and there was one chap with the clapsticks uh, keeping time and I felt I was an intruder. Mm. I felt I had to just watch, just sort of walk in, yep. examine him, certify yep. death, yep. and, and yep. go out. Mm. Um, but I felt so privileged to be privy to an ancient custom mm. that would have been going for, for centuries the singing associated with death mm -hmm. and. Uh, the respect they showed to an elder man who died. Mm. Um, but that was just one unfortunate part of uh, practice. Yeah. So <clears throat> was it clinics in the central of the Northern Territory, nor north of Northern north, Territory? Uh, Mainly north. north yeah. Nullamboy, yep. uh, uh, Gumbalanya, mm -hmm. uh, Buralula, yeah. Elko Island, mm. uh, Little yeah. River. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting you mentioned water buffaloes because I don't think people realise that water buffaloes kill more people in the Northern Territory than actually uh, the crocodiles ever will. Because I, I was nearly killed <coughs> by a water buffalo, I think it was 1971 when I was travelling up there, and it just charged at the little you know, Ford Falcon and just pushed it over. They're just such strong oh, beasts. You know? Aussie, huge, mm. and very powerful. In fact, while I was there, or no, just before I came, mm. uh, a doctor had taken his son and I think was showing him a water buffalo and uh, buffalo charged and killed a little boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they are dangerous and so we respected them. But what I did do while I was in one of the... in um, Owen Pelly, we had... Uh, 
a guided tour of some caves uh, where there were paintings to uh, where the paintings were up to 50,000 years old mm. and this, the billums that they were, the women had around their waist that were attached to their buttocks mm. were being sold in the uh, market so I could get exactly the same sort of billum still made after so many years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Alan Pally, they're extraordinary weavers, the women up there, the baskets they make, oh, and it's just extraordinary, beautiful stuff. I remember they beautiful? In the, in the early 70s when I was there for my late wife, that uh, just extraordinary, yeah. extraordinarily fine handiwork, really, yes. really good stuff. My wife went out with the women to mm. learn how to do it, and she found that she could last for a morning, but that was too <laughs> difficult <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hot, it's humid, there are mosquitoes, flies, you yeah. name it. Yeah, she didn't daub herself with mud, did she, just to keep the mozzies away? Yeah. Yeah, she should have. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. how long did you last, how, how long did you do locum work for? Oh, uh, would be about six years. Mm, mm. Um, and, uh, and then I felt I might might be getting a little bit too old to uh, yeah. uh, continue the work. So I was offered a job as, uh, on a committee that was concerned with the appointment of overseas doctors right. on, mm-hmm. on Aboriginal uh, settlements, settlements yeah. in, in Aboriginal clinics. Yeah. But uh, it didn't quite work out. No. Look, I, I, it's interesting. I'll tell you a funny story. I think you may remember this one. It was a big... Big deal in the seventies <coughs> with bulk billing and Medicare, because I used to do locum work in you know around Melbourne in the mid seventies, and the thing was that you couldn't bulk bill a patient for uh, uh, basically saying that they were dead. You know that you're like you did. You know you go yeah. in and you say you know life extension. certified death. Yeah, certified yeah. death. It was you couldn't bulk bill, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so we had this dispute with the federal government because you know you're doing locum work. It's it's hard work. You're there in the middle of the night, two oh, o'clock yes. in the morning. You're seeing oh, yes. somebody's dead in bed. The family's yes. come beside themselves. They're not expecting it. You got a certified death, and at the end of the day, the government expects you to do it for nothing, right? Oh, yes, yes. And 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 the locum service that hires you wants a percentage, you know. <laughs> So we, we 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 said to the government, we said they're not dead until we certify they're dead. <laughs> True story. A legal slight. Yeah, but then they changed the legislation to, to pay the locum, you know, to certify somebody who's dead. I can just, imagine. It's hilarious. You can imagine, you know, you're wandering around the streets trying to find this home, you know, you find it the Poor person's dead, the family's beside yes. themselves. Yeah. And What's the purpose of a, a locum doctor then? Well, the purpose is you, 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 you're doing work for other doctors who want to sleep or go out or on a holiday. That's the on purpose. On holidays. Yeah, mm. yeah. Especially in the Northern Territory, they'd go on holidays. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
Did you know that 3CR received its community radio licence in 1976? Our application was successful because of our diverse and engaged community membership. Subscribers are at the heart of our station and we really need you to be active and paid up in 2023. Become a 3CR subscriber today. Call 03-9419-8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. We know you love listening to 3CR, but we also know that many of you haven't downloaded the Community Radio Plus app yet. The app lets you tune in anywhere and share the station with your friends. So, show the love and share the love and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. Did you find um, computerisation was an issue? Um, Yes. I always left uh, the computer to my secretary, so mm. I knew very little about computers, but uh, <clears throat> I rather liked them. And um, uh, I was thrown into the deep end up in uh, the Northern Territory because they're widely used, yeah. and not only widely used, but quite difficult to... to uh, so I had to... Uh, uh, go through a special course, and uh, I would ring up the um, uh, the head of the computer section if I ran into problems. Mm. In fact, it got to the stage where I'd ring up and say, uh, "This is uh, Percy Rogers ringing. Don't hang up. Don't don't <laughs> hang up." <laughs> I assume you're a two finger typist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a new program I've heard. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it work yet. Oh, yeah. You can actually, you don't actually have to type when you're doing your consultation. Oh. You know, it'll record it all for you. Oh, just that come would out. Have been that, 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 that would be good. Cool, you know, yeah. because I can imagine so many of the older doctors wasting so much time, finger, two finger typing, trying to put information into. Oh, it. yes. it's just it's terrible. It, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. So. One of the things I did like was looking after the students who'd come up mm-hmm. and uh, I would ask them to take over the interview and uh, they would do the typing. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> smart, smart. Yeah. Yeah, look, I'm having, this is, uh, I'm having a chat with uh, Dr Percy Rogers who's uh, been around a long time, 96 years on the planet. This is the third... Uh, session and our final session Um, but if he gets to 100 we'll have to bring him back obviously Mm, so uh, we're just it's a long life did you find that so how old were you when you actually put up your shingle um i was 86 you worked till 86 yes i i would have gone longer but uh, you know, yeah, but why, why did you work till 86? Lo- why? Love, why, why, why? I love medical practice. Mm-hmm. The, entering the lives of people uh, was a privilege 
that had to be respected, but it was full of interest. The variations to the that happens, the various things that happen to people, according to the choices they make early in their life and the way it affects them right through their life, uh, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never lost my curiosity uh, as to what it was that was afflicting them, uh, which means that you're on you're on the hunt all the time. And I never lost my my respect for people and the struggle they put up to live. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I was taught when I was a young medical student by some crusty old professor like you. <laughs> that uh, diagnosis is 90% history. What do you reckon about that statement? I think that's not too far from the truth. Yeah, yeah. But I've also been guided by Osler's dictum mm-hmm. that as is your pathology, so is your practice. And the pract- while the diagnosis certainly um, may well be the result of learning about life, mm. the, the pathology. And so I've really followed pathology and was uh, many years a junior, then a demonstrator in the pathology department at the University of Melbourne, right. which well, I loved. What does that entail, being a demonstrator in, in the pathology? It wasn't the anatomy school, was it? Or no, no, pathology. no pathology. Yeah. They do practice. Right. Uh, given slides and yep. describe them and diagnose yep. from them. Mm. And uh, the demonstrators go around and demonstrate features of it. Right. But the, the tutors have a select number of students they take each week. Mm. And... Uh, I uh, was fortunate or unfortunate enough to be at the time of the war in Vietnam. Right. And um, so I was roped into putting my name in for the draft to uh, bugger up the draft. <laughs> I the draft. don't know if you remember. No, I remember the draft. You're too old to go into the draft. What, they used your name? <laughs> They're the bloody... Oh. <laughs> I can't believe this person. I I I wasn't that uh, old when I was doing it. Oh, you would have been in your 40s. Come on, the Vietnam War. Come on, come on. You know, it was us. We were in our 20s, 18, 19, 20s. Oh, I could see it now. It's that bloody Percy Rogers again. He's come up again. He never turns up, you know. We pull out his marble, but he never turns up for the examination, you know. Or did you? Or did you? Well, it saved killing Vietnamese. Yeah. It saved killing them. Yeah. You know. It's amazing, isn't it? 50 years ago, they were a sworn enemy, the yellow oh, peril. Now They've, we love them. Now we love them. Mm. Our main ally. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just, wars are just extraordinary when you think about it. Just extraordinary <clears throat> waste of time. So what type of other activities did you do in your later life, say in your 70s and 80s, as your medical career was drawing to an end? Not much. Not I, much. I became a, a runner. Uh, a runner. Yeah, well, one has to keep fit, so I... <laughs> what do you, I, what do you uh, mean? A drug runner? A uh, road runner. A road runner, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not a drug runner. <laughs> well, you're a runner. You could have been a horse runner. Oh, no, no, no. Um, um, uh, I ran to keep fit every every night, nearly five to ten ki- uh, kilometres. What? Every night? You're crazy. No, no, that's normal. Normal. 
that's if you want to. Joe hates exercise, Percy. I see. That's, Thank you that, very much. That's why I Percy's un- coming to my funeral. I'm not going to his. <laughs> <laughs> that's all about history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I see. I've, uh, met, I've now confronted uh, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see these young people running, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh, go like- home and have sex, I think to myself. <laughs> no, you get into a Zoom when you run. And not only that, I became a a professional runner. Professional? Uh, I did. What? Veterans? Veterans games? Yes. Are you kidding? No. I uh, (laughs) was running one night around Princess Park, which was my usual track. chap came up. uh, He was running beside me. He said, I said, what do you do? He said, I'm a detective (laughs) and uh, a wrestler. And uh, it was um, a chap in the police force uh, called Ken, uh, and uh, so we ra- ran together. He said, oh, "Come, come and join the club, a professional cross country club, Puss, the Puss Club," uh, which I did, and met an extraordinary band of of uh, uh, blokes who were absolute nuts about exactly. I, I think absolute nuts. Forget about the running. <laughs> Why well, they'd meet at night and go running? That no, <laughs> run anywhere up mountains, and I I won a ten thousand metre Studley Park champ- championship once. What? How, uh, how old were you? Oh, come on, you don't want to go into details. No, 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 no. <laughs> was, was this veterans running? Oh, no, not in your you were, life. You weren't running against Robert De Costello yeah. or somebody like that. Robert De Costello? No, he uh, wasn't running. Was no. <laughs> but I ran with the, the um, uh, potato... Uh, oh, uh, yeah, a little friend. Chris, uh, no, not Cliff. Yeah. Cliff, 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 Cliff. Young. Cliff Young, yeah. Yeah, we had an 11-mile race and yeah. Cliff was running in his style of running, yeah. which well, I... Did he have his gumboots on? No, he didn't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no he, I, I love Cliff. Uh, yeah. He actually brought joy to people. I, I remember that famous uh, picture on TV. He... He, he's climbing, he's going, I think, through um, Donnybrook that way. You know, he's coming into the, to Melbourne you know, oh, yeah. on the Sydney run and he's at the front. Oh, yes. And, yes, and all yes. of a sudden you can see the city lights. The lights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. It was beautiful. Was, yeah. That was the Sydney to Melbourne race. Yes, yes, yes. Now, the person who came second. Wasn't was you? George, no. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine, eh? All right. George Purden. Yeah, I remember the name, yeah. Uh, uh, he came in. And he found Cliffy Young was about four hours ahead of him. Well, that's right. So he said, Cliff, you bastard. <laughs> Instead of greeting yeah. uh, he, had, he had a distinct shuffle. Yes, he did. He had a distinct yeah. shuffle. It's all those cows he used to look yeah, after. Yeah, I think so. He would have done kilometres. Yeah. So you got any medals? Oh, no, no. No, no, no. no. Just get a ribbon for the 10,000, no, no, Studley no. Park. That must have given I you something. Got, I did. I got a <laughs> clock, a beautiful clock. Right. That was quite un- – it was one of those that uh, <coughs> gives dongs every time. Oh, God. A quarter of an hour, <laughs> half an oh, hour. Oh, it gives you a headache. How long did you last – how long did that last? Well, it never donged on time <laughs> and everyone was very keen. 
<laughs> to know what would dong on this particular day. Yeah. And I had my midwifery classes in there, right. and I learned later that they used to take bets on how many dongs it would give when it was three or four and four <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. But, uh, oh, they paid... You could retire $30 for winning a, a race. 30 bucks. Look, That's could, real money. You know, you could retire in a matter of months. Oh. Yeah. I, I think we should put you in the store gift. <laughs> well, I reckon you'd win on it. It's a handicap race. No, I no, I reckon no. you'd win. No, 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 no. I went up. I was going to run in the, the um, King in the Mountain. Oh, yeah. Two-mile yeah. race. Yeah. But I got a phone call to say my son was very oh, right. ill. That's no good. And had uh, been admitted to hospital, so I had to go back and I missed mm. it, mm. which... Bit right. Yeah. So, so, how many children have you, have uh, you got? I, uh, six. Six. Uh, are they all alive or? Oh, yeah, oh, very much alive. Oh, uh, that's excellent. Um, I yeah. claim my, my uh, as a daughter, my uh, wife's daughter. Mm -hmm. She was a single mum of yep. one daughter, mm -hmm. so I claim her. Yep. So it makes it up to six. And how many grandchildren? Uh, f uh, four in Australia, right. two in in uh, America. In America, mm. oh, that's that's excellent. And uh, do you actually see them occasionally, or the, I uh, frequent as as we can. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, now, yeah. So when you retired, did you do what most old people do and go travelling, or did you have oh. seen the world and you couldn't be bothered? No, because you were running every night. No, I was. Uh, I yeah. Uh, we actually, uh, to fill in the odd spots during the week, I had a chestnut orchard. A chestnut orchard, right. And my wife and I had two and a half thousand tree, chestnut trees. We where, 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 where? There's a place, a, a most beautiful place called Fumina. Right. It's halfway up the Bobo Mountains uh -huh. and it is just, just beautiful. Um, but one time I went into the tractor shed, didn't notice there was a pile of grease on the floor, locked my left leg, went out f across the floor on my right leg and avulsed all the muscles of my left thigh mm. halfway up the thigh. thigh. Mm. So I had to have them attached Such and I eventually had to stop the farm work so right. we sold it in the end. Sold. But two thousand chestnut trees. Two and a half. Two and a half. Mm. My apologies. <laughs> How did you pick them? Oh, you you don't pick them. They you just wait fall. Till they right? fall. Yeah. The, the the husks break open. Yeah. Three nuts come out, and then you you have a machine that goes along that rolls them up, and oh, oh, they are yeah. most complicated. Yeah. It dehusks them, it cleans them, it and yeah. then puts them in yeah. the bin. Yeah, I had a patient, he said, oh, he said, Joe, have a look at, he used to, he used to be a, a, garlic, a garlic farmer at Cooey Rup, he says, oh, have a look at my latest toy, and I said, he said, it cost me 1.5 million, it was a tractor that actually planted, weeded, did everything, harvested, and yeah. all he did was sit in the, uh, yes. in the compartment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I can understand, I've seen some of <laughs> They're beautiful. Yeah, because all, all <coughs> the farmers are doing is paying their machinery yeah. manufacturers in the bank for the loan. They love it. Oh. So, look, some people have asked me rude questions. 
you know, I, I usually wouldn't ask a man of your experience this uh, person. I bet you were going to. <laughs> I'm going to. Mm. Well, I, I did say to people I would ask, and obviously it's the, it's, it's the question everybody asks, you know, secret. What's the secret of a long life? Don't say running, please. <laughs> the three R's. Mm-hmm. I tell everyone the three R's. Red wine. Yep. In moderation. Running. And Roz. Aww. Roz is my, my wife. wife. Right. Right. Three R's. Uh, one, for, for running is something that I, I, I had the... Uh, Authority to do it, I would suggest everyone does it. Does it? Mm. <clears throat> and how would you start? Somebody like me, a total non-runner. <clears throat> I used to be—you won't believe this. I used to be a schoolboy sprint champion once. What? I know. I can believe it. Yeah, but 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 I've just gone yeah, to seed. Gone to seed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've rotted. <laughs> so how did you? How did you start? Did you do what? Did you... I. I Worked. Um, I found it difficult to get uh, jobs in Australia, as you mm. may know. Yeah. Um, ASIO is, has not been kind to me. No. Because we, what they did was they confused dissent with um, subversion. And they claimed that up to 100,000 people in Australia were subverted Mm. and they either kicked them out of Australia or prevented them from getting jobs in Australia. And it wasn't until they were uh, smacked on the backside by Justice Hope Mm. in an inquiry that they changed their tactics. And instead of paying for people to spy in Australia, they uh, now have to do conduct themselves much more decently than they used to. But I, along with hundreds of others, could not get a job in Australia because of my political opinions, along with, uh, you may recall, a man called Throstle or Dr Mm. Rubin, Mm. uh, dozens and dozens, hundreds. In fact, it was estimated, as I say, a hundred thousand people mm. went left the country to get jobs in in usually UK, where they were much kinder. Mm. Col- there was a much kinder. I mean, the black- blacklist, the employment blacklists everywhere in in the wolves everywhere. Well, um, I mean, I was I was <coughs> in seventy. I graduated what seventy five. I did my internship in seventy six at the Royal Brisbane Hospital. And in se- at the end of 76, I was told, don't bother applying for any job in Queensland. You've been blacklisted. Oh, was- you weren't left wing, were you? No, not me. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, people don't understand. People yeah. don't understand. And, and if you've spent all that time learning, getting your profession, mm. and then find that you ch- you can't work apart from the private sector, yes, it's very difficult. Yes, it is. And yet they did that. They kept it up until Whitlam came in and, right. and put a flea in their ear and yeah. fortunately sacked one of the chaps, yeah, I think, yeah. uh, Burgess. Yeah, it? yeah. When Lionel Murphy went down to ASIA oh, and yes. cleaned, out, cleaned out the nest. Put a flea in their ear. Yeah, cleaned out that uh, nest of uh, 
of, uh, evil people. Evil. evil people. They were. You're quite right. Yeah. Asia, they call them. Do they? Yeah. No, they call them Asus now. Yeah. yeah. They all got. They got university degrees now. You know. Yes, but. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. You can't apply without a university degree. <laughs> did you ever apply for a job with Asia? Never in no. your life. I had a few friends who did, you know, but they were knocked back because. Oh you no. Know, they did, did it on purpose. They well, didn't see how far they go. <laughs> um, I I was dismissed from the medical course uh, and had to fight. Uh, That's right. I remember that. Yeah, I remember uh, that. For yeah. a to go back. Yeah. But um, while, while I was uh, uh, dismissed, I got a job on the trams and was very fortunate to be there with Clary O'Shea, who oh, I right. greatly yeah. admire. Yes. Uh, and uh, he was a magnificent man. Uh, and, and one underrated and an unsung Australian hero. Yes. But um, I found I was getting very fat, so I decided I would lose weight, go for a run and continue running, which I did. Found I could run 200 yards and that was all. Right. So I kept going and it gradually did Princess Park. 10,000 metres. Extraordinary. Yes. Just yeah. a matter of yeah. practice. About people, you know, you've been around, as I said, 96 years on the planet. You've interacted with thousands of people, not tens of thousands of people during your, your career and your life. Uh, you've had an extraordinary um, personal life. Uh, you've, uh, you've done extraordinary things. You've been a member of the Communist Party. You've been a radical activist for many years. You've suffered in many ways because of the ethical positions you've taken. What do you think about Australian society today? I, I have great hope for it. Uh, first of all, when I was younger, uh, I realised I was living in a racist society. The white Australia had permeated everyone in Australia. Fortunately, that has gone. We welcome about 120 different nationalities in Australia at the moment. We welcome them and we are friendly with them. We are not shooting each other. We are not fighting each other. They are demonstrations, but that's a legitimate expression of opinion that I support. Uh, and yet the... They're within bounds, except for one or two at the moment who just uh, display a extreme right-wing position, like um, Dutton and others like mm, him. Yeah, they've had, a, they've had a field day this week, you know, oh, creating fear. It's it's you know it's the refugees. Who oh, the high court said couldn't be indefinitely detained. The Chinese, oh. these these horrible little kitties that are going to go out for Palestine tomorrow, and yes. the protests. He's had a field day, and oh, I think he's very successful in creating fear in our community and division. Well, he turned the uh, referendum around. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So, <clears throat> but anyway. Oh, she's not giving she's me the... giving him the peace sign. Yeah, she's giving she's me the... giving me the evil eye, so I was returning with the peace sign. She's basically trying to tell me there's two minutes to go, Percy. <laughs> I thought it was a peace sign. No, <laughs> not, not, not from Kelly. <laughs> not from Kelly. Oh, no. She's really giving it to me today, I tell you. It's the other way around. She's, she's saying, hurry <laughs> up. Rude. She's saying, hurry up, hurry up, hurry no, up. No, no. Now, Percy, look, it's been a pleasure speaking to you over the last uh, few months. 
Um, as I said before, if you get to 100, we're going to drag you into the studio. You're not the oldest person we've interviewed on Radical Australia. I'm not going for a record like that. No, he was 98. So, <laughs> <laughs> And he went, it's, it's amazing. You know what his secret of long liberty was? He goes to the gym twice a day. Oh, no. I can't believe it. You run, he goes to the gym. There's no hope for me. <laughs> so, look, I, I'm... Hopefully you'll be able to make it to uh, Ballarat on the Sunday the 3rd. Uh, and the family, some of the family are coming up. Which... Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, yeah. Look, oh, I'm going to announce treats. it now. Uh, Percy Rogers, Dr Percy Rogers, is one of the six Eureka medalists, uh, which uh, will be presented at Bakery Hill, the site where the Eureka Oath was taken. And uh, it won't be two people and a dog this time. It'll be three people and four dogs, okay? Oh, good, good. <laughs> All right. Percy, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope you continue to make a contribution. You made an extraordinary contribution to Australian life. Uh, and uh, I've been, I'm honoured to have you in the studio. I'd like to thank Kelly Whitworth. I know this is a bit hard for me to do, but I'd like to thank Kelly Whitworth for inviting you to come onto the program. The thing about Kelly is she always invites fascinating people for me to chat with. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Such uh, a pleasure. And thanks to Roz and to... Roger. Roger, we're going to have you back next year, Roger, if you're up for it. And do, you, do you live in Tasmania, Roger? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to do it on the blower. No, we're not going to do it on the blower. He comes to Melbourne. He's, he, he's, oh, he's well, a very cultivated... you're in town, we'll... He's a very cultivated gentleman, you know. He's a professor. Stay with us again. Yeah, he can. Yeah, come yeah. back to the mic, Percy, because we've still got it on. Oh, yeah. And uh, just while we say our goodbyes, yeah. Thank oh. you for tuning in to Radical Australia. And uh, anything else you'd like to say, Joe? All I can say is I'm looking forward to seeing you on the third. You can talk for as long as you like. So on the third, you can talk as long as you like. No, that is that a promise? That's a promise, <laughs> because because there'll be five other people waiting to speak, and they'll just push you off first if you keep going for too long. No, don't worry, I oh. won't. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody, and uh, Thanks, all the best. For having me. Yeah, and uh, stay tuned to Three CR. Coming up next is Brainwaves.
Talk Back with Attitude is having a picnic with principles. And that's all you'll get if you don't bring a plate. 12 noon on Thursday, the 14th of December, Parliament Gardens, corner of Spring and Lonsdale Streets in the city. I can't believe this. Pasquale is in bloody Sydney and he's telling us there's a picnic and MTL's talking about principles. Just bring food and drink, okay? Food and drink. Stuff the principles. Stuff Celebrate them. getting through another year. Come to our Picnic with Platitudes by Talkback with Attitude. And if you don't bring food to share and something to drink, all you'll get is attitude. Save the date, 12 noon, Thursday the 14th of December at Parliament Gardens in the corner of Spring and Lonsdale Streets. Pasquale, you're not here. We've removed you from the 3CR Talkback with Attitude records. Come along to a picnic, picnic in, in the, the park. park with the Talkback team. We'll see you on the 14th. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.